We all know people that are always negative. If you tell them it's sunny out, they're going to complain because they lost their sunglasses. And we've also met people who are just so pie in the sky, artificially cheery all the time. They're living in some kind of fantasy world. And that's not healthy either. We don't want to be stuck in suffering and we don't want to be checked out from what's real. Women who thrive in their career, health, and relationships, they acknowledge the swamp, but they put their feet in the pond every single day. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It's your gal, Carly, and I am so glad that you are here in this conversation with me today. I know that there's a really good chance that you've been having a look at a lot of tough and hard things in this past year. And if you are, then there's also a really good chance that you're wondering how you're supposed to be focusing on work at all right now. Maybe you're really feeling like you're having to juggle a lot of plates, whether that's in your career or in your relationships or just in your own head, right? Within your own mental game, there might be a lot going on. And I know a lot of people are telling me that their willpower is really waning right now. Just the idea of pushing ourselves through has exhausted itself. As we look at global and community and even personal issues that aren't quick fix scenarios, right? So if willpower is waning, today is going to be really important as we talk about an alternative, way power. So if you are having some discontent right now, or maybe even disillusionment, if you're feeling like hope is hard to grasp onto, if there are things that you're just not okay with that you want to see be different, but you don't know how you're going to get exactly through, then this episode is definitely for you. And I want you to know this as a woman who runs her own company and has this podcast that focuses on helping people have a thriving career. This is mostly motivated people and entrepreneurs, right? Who I'm giving the roots to rise here. I'm really asking myself a lot of questions right now too. Questions that sound like, what would really support my clients right now? Because doing business as if things were quote normal is actually a highly dysfunctional move. So the the shortcut to feeling crazy is to try to behave normally when we don't feel normally or when unnormal things are happening in the world or when there are things that are just incredibly important that need to be tended to. And I'm watching a lot of teachers and leaders and coaches in my shared collegiate space here. They're acting like experts. They're acting like they've got all the answers or they're just not acknowledging that there really are human beings that run companies that you, me, each of us are these tender, vulnerable beings who are doing our best in the world. Now, as we record this, it's Monday, January 18th. This is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And this is a man who really stood for confronting what needs to be seen and addressed in real time. And I know that there's a lot of whitewashing that happens with his legacy that makes it appear as if Dr. King was always a patient pacifist. Yes, he didn't promote violence, but he did 
actively promote looking at things square on. He was a master in confrontation about addressing what was unjust. He believed in marching and not backing down when truth was on the line. When humanity needed to come together, he made the call consistently. Now, between now and when this episode airs in a week from now, the U.S. inauguration is going to happen and who knows what else. I can't predict where exactly we're going to be in a week from now. But I do know something about what has been proven to help us humans navigate tough things. So I want to do something special today. We are going to return back to our very first messy and magnificent episode. Because I know that regardless of how we wake up next Monday, this content is going to be really valuable. Not because I'm going to teach you how to get over it. Not because I'm going to promote fake happiness. Rather, I want to share with you how we acknowledge what is challenging and what is good in such a way that we have the motivation to keep on moving forward. So I'm going to share why willpower alone does not work for the long time. We're going to talk about way power, and we're going to talk about why some people are able to face great challenges and still stay in the game of creating a life and the career that you want for the long haul, both for yourself and others. Now, I just want to point this out, and this is important. For those who might have heard our first episode before, I want you to listen with especially open ears. There's a concept from the world of yoga. As you might know, I was raised in a yoga ashram. We call it the beginner's mind. And the idea is that, I don't know, you might have done a downward dog a thousand times in your lifetime. But the goal each time you do it is to do it as if it was the first time. Because there is always something new to learn. So if you've heard the concepts I'm about to share with you before, as we go back to the basics here together and shore up our professional foundation, I want you to keep an ear out for how you might be interpreting this information differently this time. And maybe you'll even tell me about it. <laughs> One last caveat I got to point out before we switch over to some of these really good clips here is that what you're about to hear really was our first episode of Messy and Magnificent. I was super nervous. <laughs> when I get nervous, I talk fast. And I know once upon a time, I would have really judged myself for that. Now, going back and listening to this episode again and in preparation for sharing it with you, it was such a sweet, sweet moment to hear myself be excited and unsure at the same time. And so if you're feeling unsure, you are definitely in the right room. So just also know that there is a guide that goes with this episode. You can get it for free at carlyfane.com forward slash podcast. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, go to the notes and you can download the Elevating with And guide sheet really beautifully laid out. They'll guide you through this entire process. There's nothing for sale over there. I just find that getting out of our head and getting some of our most important thoughts organized on paper is a great way to show ourselves and our careers some real respect. Plus, we're in the process of revamping the podcast webpage right now. So you will be one of the first person to come see the new page and all the free resources there. So I do encourage you to check that out. This is going to be a simple straightforward and super doable concept that you can apply right now during a complex time to make sure that you're able to both continue doing 
the hard work that is true and necessary while feeling energized, inspired, motivated, and knowing how to focus at the same time. You should know this about me right off the bat. Every new step we take, like, for example, me launching this podcast, often starts out a little messy. We have worries, we have doubts, we have thoughts that sound like, oh gosh, I'll tell you what it's why I've been telling myself for the last two days. Who am I to be doing this? If I do this and it totally fails, then what am I going to do? What if I do this and it does work out? Then what's that going to mean for me or the other people in my life? Are they still going to relate to me? Am I going to end up alone? (laughs) But here's the thing. Those normal, messy thoughts, I know that they are going to show up like clockwork. Every time we initiate something new, things can feel a little bit unfamiliar. And those doubts, I swear, they're like the best friend of a good idea. But with the mess and the daring to begin comes the possibility of magnificence. That's the name of the show, right? Messy and magnificent. You see, I've been working as a coach to A-list celebs and professional athletes, but also regular folks, doctors, executives, lawyers, mothers, everyday rock stars like women in general who have careers. I coach a lot of coaches and a lot of entrepreneurs. And you know what? I get to hear behind the scenes when we're one-on-one every single week again and again that every person I work with feels like there's something messy in their lives. Even if outwardly everyone else is celebrating them for doing a great job. In fact, one of the most common characteristic of the driven folks that I work with is that they are praised for being really great at what they do. Other folks are impressed with them, but secretly, secretly, they are rarely impressed because they know they're capable of more. But like, when are you supposed to get to that, right? (laughs) You've got plenty to do. You got all sorts of stuff on your plate. You got goals, you got things you could wish you could get around to, and that's where I come in. My specialty after 12 years of running a private coaching practice is clearing busy work off your plate. We got to make sure that you finally have the space to breathe again. That's how we get that big three, the thriving career, vibrant health, and meaningful relationships that love you back without you having to sacrifice yourself, your body, your spirit, your good mood another day. Because here is what I know to be true. Woman, you don't need tons more information. Everybody has an opinion out there about what you should be doing with your work and your life. What we're craving now at the end of the information era, it's not tons more info that we need to learn. We're craving transformation. We don't need as much information as much as we want transformation. We want the practical steps that elevate us into a career and a lifestyle that loves us back. So I want to say this, in case you've had a hunch, maybe it was subtle since you were a little girl. Or maybe only just recently have you had this inkling that you are meant to do something meaningful with this one precious life of yours. That hunch, it's right. It's showing up because you are meant to do something meaningful, fulfilling, and frankly, it should feel good (laughs) on the regular. So transformation doesn't happen when somebody gives us a ton of information or advice or we feel like there's a million things that we've got to do. Transformation happens when you get to hear your own truth your own wisdom. When you become like innately inspired from the inside out, that is when you have a permanent positive shift. An aha kind of moment, Oprah would say. 
That's the kind of shift that we never go back on. We can never mess things up moving forward once we've had this type of internal aha shift. We become forever the better version of ourselves. And you begin to hear your own wisdom, what's true uniquely for you. So today, I'm going to share with you one word. This is like one super short three-letter word that you already know, you already used, and it has changed everything for me and my clients. This is the word that literally took me from spending most of my afternoons and evenings after work stuck on the sofa, most likely eating takeout from the salad bar at the grocery store on the way home, exhausted from another draining day and judging the crap out of myself for only being able to like binge on Netflix and then fall asleep watching TV and just feeling really guilty that I didn't have more energy and more gumption to get things doing to finally having more sustainable, solid energy, being able to follow through on goals, even when times were challenging. And this is how my clients do the same. So this is the word that elevated me from feeling like I was just the first part of the title of this podcast, (laughs) I was just pure mess, to really leaning into magnificence. And you're going to learn this about me real quick. I don't do cheap, quick fixes. I do lasting, positive growth. And having a career and a life that you love, it doesn't happen by magic. Some people are not more deserving than other people, and it usually doesn't happen overnight. It happens by method. It happens when we decide once and for all that we are willing to consider that maybe you are meant to experience some good in this lifetime. And then we take very small, doable action steps in the direction we want to go. So this small word is the doable action steps. So quick rundown on what I'm going to cover today. I'm going to go over first the one mindset that women who have that big three, the recap on that again, when I say big three is a thriving career, vibrant health, and loving relationships all at the same time. I'm going to go over the one mindset that they already live by. This mindset is really innate to who they are. And then I'm going to share with you the one word that will unify all that mental chatter you've got into one solid stream of consciousness that energizes and uplifts you. And I'm going to see like really pragmatic for a second. I'm going to show you how to use that word on a regular basis to make it not just one positive shift because you used it once, but to have countless upgrades day after day after day. Cool. (laughs) Here is the one mindset that women who are already experiencing the big three, career, health, and relationships that are thriving, understand. Ready? You are one whole being. I'm going to say that again. And as I repeat it to myself, or as I repeat it out loud, repeat it to yourself, right? I want you to really hear this. I am one whole being. In other words, what women who thrive, what they understand is that you are not fragments. You are not a little piece of your work self and, I don't know, maybe your home self and your sister self and your spouse self and your friend self and maybe your coworker part and your neighbor part and your boss part or all that stuff, right? I don't know, your grocery shopping self, right? You are not those individual pieces. You are all of it. And when we see ourselves as fragments, we're also fragmenting our energy and our attention. And the next thing you know, we begin to feel pulled in like a thousand different directions. We feel like 
we've got all these individual roles and then we're never able to fully show up in any one place long enough to feel like we've rocked it, right? We're rarely impressed with ourselves. We're not often satisfied with the way we've showed up in any one place and certainly not in all of them. And often we secretly feel behind where we want to be. Now, if you can relate to this, if you can relate to this feeling of, oh my God, I'm juggling 20 plates right now and I feel like at any moment, any of those plates could just knock the other 20 over and everything's going to come coming to the halt. And the last thing I do is have time to be sweeping plates up off the floor. You need to know this. It is not your fault. For centuries, the dominant role models in our world have been men who have implemented this testosterone-based approach to business and life and relationships. Now, testosterone is super important. We all have some and we need it. Thank goodness for it. It's what gives us the willpower. It's a hit of oomph that helps us get a tough task done. It allows us to push ourselves to show up for that one specific thing, like to lift a car off a baby or to sit through the loss of a loved one while you're in the hospital, right? It's how we muster the courage to give an important talk at work or try something new for the first time. However, Willpower in and of itself is not sustainable. It was never meant to be. It was supposed to be used in short bursts. It stays with us for a fragmented one moment piece of time. But women, however, we are built for what we call way power. Way power, as in figuring out a way to thrive for the long haul. Now we know this because during centuries of challenges pressed upon women, they have always found a way to keep on going. And if you're alive at this moment in time, it's because you came from a lineage of the strongest possible women, the women that made it. We are the women that continue to roll up our sleeves and get the job done. And when I say this, I think of my grandmother, Alice. She is such an example of way power. She was born, well, okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm not going to say exactly when she was born because I can feel her like up in the heavens wagging a finger at me right now saying, don't you dare share my age. So I'll just say she was born before my dad, right? Because she was his mom. And so a couple generations ago, she was born at a time when women didn't even have the opportunities we have now. And she went through some tremendous joys in her life. She had beautiful kids and she also had immense tragedies, right? She had beautiful joys and immense tragedies and she continued onward. And I think it's really easy when we see somebody who's positive, who seems relatively upbeat to assume that they're like that because their whole life has been easy. (laughs) And that is often not the case. But some people are able in the face of great challenges to find way power. My grandmother Alice was an example of that. I am certainly one of those people and many of my clients are. And I want to make sure that you know how to have the way power to stay in this game of creating a life and career you love for the long haul. So here's the thing. In 2019, we don't just want to be successful for a moment anymore. We don't just want to get a promotion or move into a better housing situation. Like all that is great. We do want those things. But if we can't sustain them, they don't matter. We don't want a glimpse at a win. We want something that's with us for a long time. We want things that last. So all of my clients, they've reached some level of success. And now the conversation becomes about sustaining success. And I don't know about you, but I was not taught in business school how to sustain success, right? I was taught how to reach a peak. And anybody can do peaks, but after peaks come valleys. And then there's this sudden roller coaster ride of highs and lows and highs and lows. And next thing you know, we're depleted, we're exhausted. This is how I would end up on my sofa, just spent at the end of the day. 
So that idea that we need to be either all in or all out, it is the opposite of way power. (laughs) This idea of go big or go home, frankly, it just leads to us never leaving the house in the first place. So there is a willpower philosophy in our culture, but frankly, there's another way. And it's a way that's working a whole lot better in our modern economy. So without any further delay, here is the word that changes everything. The word that helps us reach pinnacles of success and then sustain them without having to work around the clock. Ready? You know this word. It's and. And. A-N-D, as in messy and magnificent. Now, let me tell you what I mean and why this word is such a big deal. Years ago, I was on my, I don't know, third or fourth tour with Little Wayne. And you see, once upon a time, my business model was such that I would be the live-in health and life coach to A-list celebs or really high-profile entrepreneurs or athletes. And that meant for years, I would live with them wherever they went. So I lived on the tour bus, or I was in the green room for every late-night taping, or I was standing backstage or on the stage at every sold-out venue that they would be on. I'm on the jet or down the hall somewhere in the same hotel that they're staying at, on call, making sure that just because they won five Grammys, they're not going to be cooked to toast and be so burnt out that they can't keep performing. It was my job to help them sustain peak performance. So how I began touring with folks like Lil Wayne and Drake and all that, that is a story for a whole other time. If you ever come over to my house, I'll pour you a cup of tea and I'll tell you that. But what's relevant here is that after a show like that, artists like Wayne would often be paid to make appearances. So by the time we leave the venue after the show, it's usually like midnight, and we'd take a tour bus to the local nightclub in that city where they would be paid to show up. Now, frankly, I loved when my clients made these kind of appearances, because behind the scenes, while they would be busy in the club, I would get to catch my breath. I might even get a few hours to catch up on sleep in my rack on the bus. So here I am. In one city, I can't even remember which one, and it's one of those nights where everybody's gone into the club, and there was a new man on this particular tour. He was a professional skate coach named Adam, and we were becoming fast friends. I had no idea in that moment that one day we would fall in love and plan to marry each other. Here we were on this very night before we even knew we had a crush on each other, and we're just buddies sitting on the sofa. And everybody else is like weaving their way through the paparazzi outside the bus to get into the club to party in the VIP section somewhere where they'd be roped off and isolated. And instead, we each strap a blanket from our racks and we went to opposite ends of the really long, super tacky red leather sofa that spans the whole distance of the living room on the tour bus. And we stretched out and we were silent for a moment. And I said to Adam, so how's your first tour going so far? And without missing a beat, he said something like, I'm exhausted, and this is one of the best experiences of my life. Did you catch that? In that moment, he explained to me that there were parts of him that were tired or run down or overwhelmed, and that there were parts that simultaneously were great. It was an and kind of moment. It wasn't an either or. It was a both. Both parts of what he said were true. He was exhausted. Heck, so was I. And he was able to soak up the magic that was happening around him. He was both. He wasn't fragments of experiences or emotions. He was all of it. Now, when I heard him say this, this awareness that I could be more than one thing at once really sunk in for me. It meant, oh yeah, I can be missing my friends and family that I haven't seen for months because I've been on this tour and still be getting to see all these cities that I might not have ever seen before. I could be unsure about what my next professional steps would be and I could be enjoying the views through the window. So this concept of Anne was not new to me. 
And I think that's why I really noticed it when Adam, when Adam said it. My dear friend and colleague, Dr. Maria Sirwa, she's a positive psychologist, and I just love the field of positive psychology because for the past 40, 50 years, it is one of the few medical fields of research where they focus not on illness, but what is working. Why do some people thrive, and why are some people able to go through a hardship and bounce back while others don't? What do the people who do well in our world know, and what are they living into that perhaps the rest of us can replicate, that we can learn from? And in years prior, Maria had taught me all the research into using the word and and how it's been proven time and time again to elevate us out of struggle into something uplifting that draws us to our best. Now, here's what I love about the and method. It is not all pie in the sky pretending everything is perfect. It's not all hype and no substance. It's real. It's what we call grounded optimism. Because we don't need one more person telling us, go follow your dreams and everything will work out. I'll be frank, those memes on social media, they make me kind of want to throw up a little bit in my mouth and forgive me for saying that. But I just don't need one more person spouting prose about how it's all going to work out. I want to know how is it going to work out? Like, how are we going to make sure? I don't want to just cross my fingers and hope for the best. I don't want to do affirmations and law of attraction all day, even though, you know, I love that stuff. I want to know for certain that things are going to be good too, that even in times of challenge. So this is why I love that and method, because we get to be true to what's challenging and still continue to rise upward. So I'm about to go through exactly how to use the word and in a way that's going to elevate your game. But I've also made a super great master sheet to go along with this podcast because I don't know about you, but I love having something visual in front of me. So go over to my website, carlyfane.com forward slash podcast and look for this episode and you're going to see the elevating with and master sheet. It's totally free. It's really beautiful. And it's going to guide you step by step through this process in this really delicious way. But if you're in your car right now or you're listening on the subway, don't worry. You can do this right now without the master sheet. You can go get that when you get home. Just listen and follow along. It's still going to work. But I do recommend having the sheet in front of you at some point in the near future. It just makes this all much more doable and real. There's something real, I don't know, about using a pencil on a piece of paper. It's different even than typing for me. So here's what we want to consider when we begin to enter the world of and. We call them the swamp and the pond. Now, in our world, there are swamps. If you're using the Elevating with And Master Sheet, I want you to find the circle marked swamp on there right now. Because here's some real talk. We can all think off the top of our head of at least 10 things in our world that frankly kind of suck right now. They're challenging. We are not okay with the way these are. Now, these might be specific to your actual world, or they might be happening globally, right? They might not be directly happening to you, but either way, they're keeping you up at night or there's something that you have discontent around. So for example, when I ask an audience or a group of clients, hey, tell me what's in your swamp right now, somebody always says politics, right? Other things people say are, hey, I don't like that some kids in the world are suffering. I don't like that my partner is talking about wanting to get a dog, or I don't like that my partner won't talk to me about the fact that I want to get a dog, or I don't like the way my coworkers speak with me, or my current job situation is not ideal. The swamp is where we get to list all the ugly. We get gritty, we get real. These are the things that disillusion us, keep us up at night, cause us stress or worry. So take a beat if you're using the worksheet or in your own mind and think about a couple things. 
that you're not okay with, just for a moment. I'm not going to build a house here. We're just pitching a tent for a second. So before we get lost in the swamp, it's now time to dip our toes in the pond. The pond, you see, that's what is working. The pond is what is already good in your world. It might be small. It might be big. It might be personal. It might be global. So things that often show up in the pond are beautiful weather, fall foliage, time at the beach. Maybe something in your pond might be, I just got a voicemail from my nephew, which is totally me. I'm obsessed with when my two-year-old FaceTimes me, two-year-old nephew. Or maybe your pond is, I got to move my body today after being kind of sedentary for a while. My pond always includes chocolate and naps, but that's just me, right? So you're going to write down a few things that are in your pond or take a mental note on a few things that are good. If you're drawing a blank, let me give you a little head start. Maybe you could be grateful for the fact that there's enough working in this world that you can hear or read this podcast, right? That you either own or have access to this kind of information at your fingertips. So you're going to jot down a few things, either mentally or literally, that are good. They're in your pond. Now, here is what's important about this exercise. We must acknowledge that both of these lists, the swamp and the pond, they're real. They are both happening. We're not making this stuff up. These are things that suck and things that are great or things that are challenging and things that you can already appreciate, right? They're both legit because we all know people that are always negative. If you tell them it's sunny out, they're going to complain because they lost their sunglasses. And we've also met people who are just so pie in the sky, artificially cheery, surface level all the time. They're living in some kind of fantasy world and that's not healthy either. We don't want to be stuck in suffering and we don't want to be checked out from what's real. So here's the masterful moment. Women who thrive in their career, health, and relationships, they acknowledge the swamp, but they put their feet in the pond every single day. We acknowledge the swamp, but we put our feet in the pond every single day. Now, the practical way we do this is we begin to build some and sentences. An and sentence is when we're going to take one little part of a sentence or a phrase from the swamp, put the word and, A-N-D, and then we're going to take one little phrase or sentence from the pond. It's a compound sentence, right? So if we're acknowledging the challenge and we're also acknowledging something that's good, that leans towards optimism... Your compound sentence might sound something like what Adam said, I'm tired and I'm having the time of my life, right? Or I'm feeling unsure about what to do next and I've noticed that things generally work out for me even when I have no idea how. Or I'm really angry that that person just spoke to me like that and I'm going to go eat my lunch outside and catch my breath for a few moments. Now, here's a really special note. This part's important. There are a couple things that we got to make sure of. The first is that the second part of our and sentence, the pond, it must be true. It's got to be real. We can't say, I'm scared and I'm totally confident. Because if you're not feeling totally confident, then your brain knows that, right? You can't trick yourself on this one. It's got to, we got to keep it real, right? So it might sound like I'm scared about applying for this new job and I'm going to watch a YouTube video about creating a stellar resume. Or I'm scared about applying for this new job and I'm going to call Sally tonight because she always gives me the best advice. So what we're talking about doesn't have to be the inverse. It doesn't have to be the opposite, right? What we find can be really true is that the items don't have to be directly related to one another, the pond and the swamp. They just have to be combined. So 
I promised now, right, that I would tell you how to do it, which we did. And we cover even more of that on the Elevating with And Master Sheet. So go to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast. It's totally free. But here's the thing. There will be times when life smacks you in the face. If we are blessed to live long enough, you're going to suffer some hardships. We all do. And this is why having a way to have our feet in the pond, having these and sentences on tap is essential. It's not nice. We do it now so that when the stuff hits the fan, we have an ability to keep on elevating ourselves. Now, this is particularly relevant if you run your own business or you're really career-driven or you have anyone that counts on you, like a child, or maybe you're taking care of an aging parent or somebody else. If you're in a situation like me where you can't just drop off the face of the earth when things get hard because you've got actual responsibilities and people that depend on you, and is no longer nice. It becomes essential. It is the key to weigh power, the way we continue to rise for the long haul. So let me give you a very personal example of what this looks like. A few years ago, I was on an airplane headed out to Silicon Valley to do some work when I got a text message from Adam's family that he had passed away suddenly. And as it happened, I got the text message at the exact moment that somebody from the airline was walking down the aisles and leaned in and said, ma'am, we've already given the final warning. You have to turn off your phone. We're about to take off. And there I was, speechless, on the airplane, about to be on a six-hour flight with no access to communication with anybody that I particularly cared about, and I didn't know what to do. And I realized that the shaking, the trembling I was feeling wasn't just coming from the jet engine alone. It was coming from deep within inside me. And I was traveling with a colleague who was sitting next to me. And if I'm being honest, it's not somebody that I always got along with. <laughs> I wasn't really particularly crazy about that person. But he saw something was going wrong for me. And he reached out with his hand and he held my hand. So what was possibly the worst moment in my life was happening. And somebody had given me their hand. And I was aware in that moment that the extension of his hand might be the most comfort I was going to feel all day. So over the coming weeks, I couldn't suddenly jump back in the pond. That's unrealistic. Like this is an extreme situation and I'm giving you an extreme situation, A, because I know you can handle it and B, because it kind of minimizes then other situations. So here's where it gets really real. I couldn't live in the pond. I just couldn't jump over there. I was all swamp all day. I was just dissolved in the sudden haze of loss, of grief. I was found in the arms of more friends and loved ones who came out of the woodwork than I could have ever thought out was possible. And so while it wasn't realistic for me to find tons of joy and enthusiasm during this hard time, here's what did happen. The moment a glimpse of respite from grief appeared, which in the beginning looked like a five-second blip where I would forget what was going on, I could remember the word and. It might look like, yeah, I woke up crying again this morning and the sunset is beautiful today. And as time went on, more of the pond became visible, right? It didn't happen overnight, but more of the pond became visible. And I was able to go back there in a way that was true and authentic and uplifting because I had been practicing it for a while. So we got to laugh sometimes because this whole being human thing, I just think, I don't know about you. I just think it's the most wacky experience in the world. I am so glad that you and I get to do this lifetime together and make sure that we keep figuring this out to the best of our ability and having these roots to rise, honoring both the mess and the magnificent. 
Because there are going to be days where you're feeling on top of the world and you've got a whole lot of pond going on. And then there's going to be days where we're just in the swamp. We're in the muck. But here's what's possible for us adults is we know that we can feel more than one thing at a time. We can be a little messy and still rising into our magnificence. Takes one of my clients, Siobhan, for example. Siobhan is a great example. She has this thing, she calls it nervous scared. And nervous scared is what she feels when she's taking a step that she knows is right for her, and yet she's terrified. (laughs) So she'll say, Carly, I'm so scared, and I'm really excited. I'm so scared, and I know this is the right step for me. Or Carly, I have no idea how this is going to work out, and I'm going to try it anyway, because even if it fails, I know it's going to be a good story. And this is how Siobhan has gone from being chronically burnt out as a nurse to now helping other nurses reclaim their energy. She's writing a book. She's leading events. I mean, it's just phenomenal how much of her life has returned to her just by using this simple sentence. So you don't need to remember everything I just said. It's a podcast, so you can listen later on. But here's what I do want to know from you. What part of this topic today really stood out? In other words, what is one idea or phrase that you never want to forget? I want you to go to the place where you heard this podcast, if you've enjoyed it, subscribe, and write your takeaway in the comments. And here's why writing it down is huge. One, it tells me what's working for you, the way you learn so I can do more of what's in service to you. I am here to make sure the most women get to rise. Two, I'm going to get to see you there. I'm going to start to recognize your name. I'm going to look forward to hearing your post, and I might even get to give you a live shout out on the next recording. So please make sure that you post something. And here's the third one. More women will see this podcast if you rate and review it. So the more people that have reviews, the higher it shows up in the algorithm, which means more women are going to see this pop up and have free access to tools and support to thrive. We are just so in this together. So I do hope that you'll hop over and you'll leave a review. Now, before I go, speaking of shout outs, when I asked what was one of the first topics you wanted me to cover the universal answer that came up was this idea of what we call in my practice, popular isolation. Popular isolation is this unique phenomenon that happens for driven women where you might have great friends or great family or awesome coworkers even, and yet you secretly feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And nobody knows how much burden you're carrying around behind the scenes or how much pressure you're feeling to keep up with things day in and day out. So the irony here is that if you're feeling alone, even though you're around other people, if that topic speaks to you, you actually aren't alone. I see this habitually. So make sure you tune in for the next episode where we're going to break down what popular isolation is. And then the doable way we cure it and how adults can finally find real friends. Because if you haven't noticed, making friends as an adult is totally different and maybe not quite as obvious or easy as it was when we were kids. So it is doable. Make sure that you tune in if that speaks to you. Hop on over, subscribe, and leave a review. And we will take the conversation from there. I want to thank you again for being part of this pioneer episode with me. You are here from the beginning, and I cannot express how meaningful it is for me to have this platform to pay forward the knowledge and wisdom that has been shared with me. 
So let's you and I consider this the beginning of a lifelong conversation together that makes us both better people, messy and magnificent the entire Golly, as I listened to this episode again for the first time with you, you know, the part that really stood out to me the most was the reminder that sometimes the pond doesn't come to us, right? Sometimes we have to pull ourselves over to the edge of some good water. We have to make ourselves pull off our socks and shoes and dip our toes into what is life-giving. In other words, We must tend right now in moments that are challenging to beauty and joy and what gives us life because it more than just feels good. It's what inspires us to keep on going. Beauty, joy, and what gives us zest, it's not nice. It is essential. We cannot afford to wait to feel better. We've got to treat what's good like a verb and live into it. Be accountable to our well-being. In moments that feel ugly and challenging, this is when we must dare to do beauty like we mean it. So with that, I hope you'll remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what you value, including putting a toe in the pond of our sisterhood and whatever it is that gives you life right now. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.